Hello and welcome to another episode of Woodchat. I'm Sam. And I'm Georgia. And today we're going to be stepping into the exciting space that is virtual reality. It may sound a world away from forestry, but some fascinating new projects are seeking to bring these two seemingly opposing worlds together. That's right. One research project is demonstrating how field operators can accurately perform assessments in an immersive virtual reality, or VR, environment, with benefits ranging from improved safety to ease of access and reduced labour costs. Then there's a series of newly launched VR tours for teachers and school children, which could completely change the way young people learn about Australian forests. First up is Dr. Winyu Chintamit, lead researcher at the University of Tasmania's College of Sciences and Engineering. Winyu and his team have created a VR environment using data acquired by helicopters and drones. We sat down with him to find out more about his investigations and the potential of VR to replace current inventory fieldwork approaches. Are you able to give us an overview of this particular project? So this project is really about trying to see can human operator assess the tree inside that environment. And what we're really looking for this project is that not just people who train to work inside the VR, but people who actually normally would go to forest to assess the tree. And so what kinds of assessments are we talking about? It's essentially tree stem measurement. So essentially you measure high diameters and those sort of things. Yeah. Okay. So the rationale behind this project or from the beginning is that uh, the reason that people want to do remote uh, assessments uh, because uh, the forest is getting much more difficult to assess manually or by human operator. It's a safety concerns. It's also because the terrain is unpredictable. So that's what the focus underlie of this project is that see how people who already have a skill in forest, how would they actually perform inside of VR. And so in terms of conducting this research, what was the process that you followed? The process consists of two experiments. The first experiment really tried to look whether the few crew who actually normally would go to forest, whether they can perform any tasks at all, how comfortable are they inside the VR environments. So the second one is really about trying to see how accurate the result look like. And the first one is actually came out very positive. People are able to manipulate and perform a basic function. Basically, they can measure a distance between two points inside a space. They can measure the circle, which is wrapped around the tree. So the second experiment, we move directly into how they actually perceive those points. Can they give them a qualitative assessment of the tree? And so what are you trying to reveal through uh, taking these measurements? So at the end of our project, what we're hoping to see is that what is actually we do well now, what we actually still need the work to do to, to basically to improve the performance. What have been your key findings so far? In the VR stuff, people tend to be overblown, what they can do. Yeah. <laughs> this project ultimately provides us evidence that actually few operators can operate inside of VR and perform a, a task which they normally would perform inside their normal everyday uh, operations. However, it really depends on the data type. What we learn from this project is that humans can actually start to operating in some of the basic components already. They can look at the diameter, they can look at the height. So that means that is already evidence that actually people would, would do more if they have more visual guide. Up in the canopy, this is when human operators are not operating uh, that well as compared to the field measurement. What sorts of things would they be looking for above 
the canopy? Uh, they're looking for uh, the sweep type uh, and the branch size. I think that's the key part. They'll potentially be looking for spike. Okay, they'll potentially be looking at the features like uh, damage. Those, those are actually um, very difficult for them to see. So what we're essentially saying is that the data that we've got so far is really good for that kind of on the ground mm -hmm. measurement and analysis, but more detailed data yeah. is required for yeah. assessing the canopy that's and right. what's going on there. Yeah. To put in a nutshell, that, that's the good assessments. So under canopy, we're relatively okay. We, we're positive that with the current data we have, we actually can do a very good job on that. But up in the canopy, more work needs to be done to make sure that we human can operate and can see clearly inside that environment. We'll be back with Winyu shortly to discuss the next steps in his research and the perceived benefits to industry in terms of VR in forest management. And it's not just forest management that could benefit from the VR revolution. Education could also be given a boost thanks to the unique ability of VR to tell the story of forestry to young people in an engaging and impactful way. Of course, a younger generation with an improved understanding of the advantages of forestry and timber products holds all kinds of advantages. Sam recently went along to meet the team behind an initiative that's aiming to do exactly that, as well as some of the teachers who've been testing it out for themselves. I'm here at the Geography Teachers Association of Victoria's annual conference to find out about a new initiative that's literally about to take entire forests into classrooms, all thanks to the magic of VR. Beth Weldon, manager of the Forest Learning Programme, is here to tell us a bit more. Mm, so we're here to launch the first ever glimpses of Forest VR, which is a toolkit for schools incorporating video experiences that are in 360, as well as virtual tours and learning and teaching resources aligned to the Australian curriculum. So you've got a captive audience, so you've got teachers here that will be able to test and trial That's it, that yeah. technology for you. That's right. We're also hoping to light the fire of passion and, and enthusiasm of teachers as well in terms of trialling our resources in their own classrooms so that we can then get feedback to incorporate into uh, the final version of the teaching and learning resources that will be launched later this year. And so could you tell us a bit about the actual technology? So virtual reality is a way of being able to provide a 360 environment to get a better understanding and be immersively uh, within an environment within the forest and wood product industry. So we go from seed to shelter, from the nursery right through to forest management, harvest, milling. What was the prompter? What made you decide that this would be a beneficial technology to, uh, to create for mm. schools? We came up with the idea of virtual reality because it is quite a new technology it is getting traction within schools as a way of being able to visit places that we can't get to otherwise field trips are mandatory within a lot of subject areas throughout the curriculum this is a way of being able to provide a field trip without having to get on a bus without OHS issues without all the safety gear associated with forestry and you couldn't get a busload of kids going through and seeing firsthand these um, stages of the forest and wood product industry. So we've been invisible to date. We also have a curriculum that has sustainability as a cross-curricular priority area. And so we have a very unique and timely, I believe, opportunity to tell our story more immersively. And for the first time, we're able to embed these virtual reality 360 experiences 
what was the process? So how did you come from having the idea that this will be a great thing to explore um, developing um, mm. to where we are today, being able to launch a product? Mm. So uh, we want schools and um, teachers be able to find these resources or these resources as useful. So we started with them. So we have engaged with the Geography Teachers Association of Victoria and the Design and Technology Teachers Association of Victoria and other key teachers in other states who have been using and incorporating virtual reality within their classrooms already to date. We brought them together to work out what, where on the curriculum could our story, our renewable um, resource story and sustainable resource story fit. And from developing an understanding as to what teachers needed, in the first instance for this launch, we have been um, using softwood and hardwood um, renewable cycles. So what do we, how do we get our hardwood? How do we get our softwood? What makes it renewable? What makes it sustainable? And how can we get a greater understanding and appreciation for the wood that we see and love and use every day? We also had an industry working group. And so it was a really joint teacher industry um, collaboration. What do you hope will be the benefits for both the students mm, mm, mm. Um, and also for the broader industry of uh, this sorts of technology going into the classroom. When you're in that environment, in your headset, you feel like you're actually there and you are seeing a time lapse of a forest growing over 30 years, but within three minutes. So I see the benefits for students as definitely being able to access and appreciate more fully the complexity of managing forests for wood products and for a sustainable industry into the future for their grandchildren and grandchildren beyond them. So how do we tell that story? It's a beautiful story, a wonderful story of renewability, sustainability. So industry has also got some benefits because we're able to bring to everybody, whether you're in school or not, bring these experiences and stories to people that otherwise would never have heard the renewable story that is wood. Through immersing students, it is also the hope that they grow up with these uh, positive experiences of how sustainable and renewable the wood product industry is. That they will, when they become policy makers, voters, consumers, that they will remember and uh, have an affiliation for the sustainable product of wood, that it's 100% biodegradable. It captures carbon and is a solution to climate change. So we are not only looking at this day for in a student's life, but for all of their life. What kind of feedback have you had today mm, from mm. teachers that have um, had a go and, uh, and experience this technology mm. for themselves? Mm. Showing teachers that you don't have to buy a $600 headset to be able to fully uh, appreciate and use these resources in the classroom. So on the forestlearning.edu.au website, we have the stories that will be accessible to anyone, but they can also access them not only on headsets, but iPads, laptops, or even on their smart screens as a whole class activity. The feedback to date has been that they've loved that versatility of the resource. I think teachers have also learned a great deal about the industry and the forest and wood product cycle that they've never knew before. That there's science in forestry, that people actually have long-term planning for forest estates that we 
are the only industry that's carbon positive in Australia. So all of these things is another uh, way of engaging with teachers and, and the greater public to show them what is our renewable industry. But what about the teachers themselves? I managed to speak to a few who'd already tested the technology to ask them for their opinions. Most students um, from the city definitely wouldn't have an idea about what a, what a forest plantation is, what a natural forest is, or the fact that there are even different types of forests. So but to be able to um, show them different visuals of different types of forests and for them to see the forestry industry, um, they'll, see, they'll, they'll see the actual process in, in producing a lot of the materials that they consume and hopefully they get an appreciation for where they've come from. Last year I had a group of 10 Year Nines all with headsets on and Year 9 boys not always the easiest to, to engage in things but with, when they're plugged in with the headsets um, they're completely engaged and they can't actually talk to each other which I don't mind them talking to each other but what I'm saying is there's 100% focus on what they're looking at when they've got the headset on. I think that's, that's a huge thing for them to be able to be completely immersed in, in what they're supposed to be looking at without any peripheral distractions. I really am inspired about climate change and sustainability and that's why I initially tested the forest VR goggles and I wanted to see ways in which I could incorporate those in the classroom. Using the Forest VR goggles, we will be able to inspire them in relation to the benefits of um, planting from seed to shelter. I'd like to show them um, how lots of plant new plantations are being developed in order to um, sustain the environment and offset carbon. I always embrace new technologies in the classroom. I think it um, inspires my students to learn. Yeah, well, I think one of the things it really does is it, it gets that curiosity going as well. Um, rather than just being told information to learn, um, I can set out a, you know, a, a task that they then have to investigate further, and it's, and it's really nicely linked through this technology. And, and, and I see, you know, instead of trying to fight technology, they're you know, just trying to embrace it and use it as much as we can. So a really interesting day here, spending time with some of the people who see the benefits firsthand of this unconventional marriage of forestry and VR. Uh, but now it's time to hear a bit more from Winnie about the future of his project. And so what are the next steps in terms of taking this research to the next level? So for our future work, it's about different type of data because right now this project is strictly based on the data we have, uh, basically focused uh, completely on uh, radiator pie and different type of forest, eucalyptus and, and uh, native forest, is, we have not been exploring to this. And that's, that area is could allow you to, to see whether the readiness of VR, the way that we assess in this project, only apply to that radiator pie forest. What would be the main benefits? and What are you hoping this technology will allow for forest managers to achieve in the future? Overall aim for VR is that people who has a skill in assessing the forest will be able to assess the virtual forest and with the same uh, kind of outcome and accuracy as if they're actually driving in, into the forest itself. Well, if we're talking about the benefits for industry, there's probably a couple of things that we covered off already. So the, the, the cost savings of, of having to send people manually into the, the field um, and also the access to uh, perhaps remote areas. Are there any other kind of key benefits for the industry of, of this kind of virtual reality approach to forest management? As you mentioned, it's a cost and the difficulty getting this space. A key one for them also, safety. 
the, the, the safety is actually used to be one of our main driving force. Yeah, but I think the cost factor is also underlying the whole thing. And so in a, a nutshell then, would you be able to sum up what this project has, has demonstrated? The main finding is that we find a human operator with the skill inside, already have a skill inside forest, can operate inside the VR. And we also found that there's a difficulty, particularly up inside the canopy areas, 13, 14 meters up high. So we find that, okay, this is where the future projects should address how to do uh, advanced more visualization techniques uh, that help them improve their ability to see more clear structure. On Winyu's advice, I called Bruce Hill, Chief Operations Advisor at Interpine in New Zealand, which participated in the research to find out more about their involvement. First of all, I was hoping that you might be able to just give a little bit of detail about Interpine and what it is that you guys do. Sure. So we have about uh, 50 staff and about 20 of those staff are office-based and the office-based staff, they heavily involved in GIS, so mapping and, and um, also LiDAR. We also have a UAV team and they do lots of fun stuff like going out and fighting fires and land management. So what was it that attracted you to getting involved with this research? We're obviously really focused on new technologies and how things are moving and realise that things are moving in the inventory side of it, especially with LiDAR now, and um, capturing really good information on um, stocking. So we know how many trees are in the forest, and that's half the battle when you're doing inventory. And then the next part is actually um, working out the grade mix of those logs. Now with getting this good imagery with LiDAR, we can actually um, use that to work out the grades. So I see how VR comes into this is by machine learning. So teaching the computer how to cruise the tree properly and also auditing. So like if you're gonna have LiDAR and you're gonna fly our forest, you'll need to do some checks to make sure that it's, it's right. And also training, so like training people and, and how to cruise trees. It's going to come a time where it's going to be pretty much done at a desktop in, a, in an office. So it has, that has benefits in the way that you haven't got guys running around the forest where they might have an accident. So safety and access are some of the benefits. Are there other benefits in terms of cost savings and those sorts of things? It will reduce cost, yes, because and it'll give you better data because you, you think about it, when we do um, plotting at the moment, we're only measuring a percentage of that forest. So we're putting in, in plots and we might only be doing maybe a uh, 3% sample, for instance, of a whole forest. So using LiDAR, you capture all the trees, so you're getting a lot more information, becomes a lot more accurate, and it's getting cheaper all the time. So flying LiDAR used to be quite expensive, but now the prices come right down and the information's getting a lot better and you're getting clearer pictures of the trees. So having been involved in the research to this point, what has been your take on it so far? Um, I guess my take on it was, I mean, it's, it's really exciting stuff. And I guess it, yeah, it got me excited. It got a lot of other people excited on what it's capable of doing. Still has a little ways to go because the canopy LiDAR has trouble penetrating through the top part of the canopy where you've got heavier branching and stuff. But like I say, with technology and it is getting better and better. It's all just so interesting. 
Who would have thought that something that sounds as futuristic as virtual reality could have such a practical use in an industry as traditional and natural as forestry? It just goes to show if the industry keeps on embracing new and emerging technologies in this way, the sky really is the limit for what could be achieved in the future. It's such important research. That's about it for this latest episode of Woodchat. We hope you'll tune in next time for more fascinating updates from the world of wood.